Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens, so prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you are experiencing value and insight from Trep Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Reviews are greatly appreciated because they help the podcast grow. Here at Trep Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Hello, everybody. My name is Kendra Nalwega Booker. I am super excited to be in this episode of Trip Life today. So thank you so much, Pete, for this awesome opportunity. Um, I look forward to sharing a little bit of my background. I'm an African immigrant who speaks multiple languages from Uganda, Rwanda, and just pretty much the um, East African area. So I'm very excited to talk about that and my interests that um, inspired me to study linguistics as an undergraduate. Right now, I'm currently working on my doctorate in curriculum and instruction, and I have two concentrations, language and literacy and technology. So I'm very interested in um, doing work in the future with education, technology and language. Um, But for now, I'm super excited to be on this podcast and feel free to follow me on social media. I'm Afrikendra08 on Twitter and Instagram, and it's just Kendra on Facebook, Kendra Booker. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, hello. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I can hear you okay. Uh, Again, just want to thank you for your commitment to everything as we continue to navigate through these technical difficulties for reasons unknown to the both of us. Yes, I've checked, so let's give it a try again. We're going to give it the old college try, right? Yes. Okay, um, you have experiences with uh, network marketing, correct? Yes, I do. Could you kind of elaborate on your experiences and tell us the pros and cons of network marketing or where your current um, you know, stance is on the industry? Well, you know, my stance is my, I don't have a lot of experience with network marketing. I remember as a child, my mom did Amway. And I was really too young to really know about it, but I have gotten involved with Legal Shield, and it is an MLM uh, network marketing. Um, but my experience with it is it's phenomenal. Um, it is a great company. My personal take on network marketing, and then I don't want to offend any other MLMs, when you are looking to go into an MLM, Anytime someone comes at you and says, all you have to do is get X number of people to sign up, Legal Shield is not that way. You can make pretty good money by yourself. Now, it is encouraged to build a team, of course, because you want to spread the wealth and you know you want to possibly be on a beach sipping margaritas <laughs> when, <Right. laughs> when you're old, you know, when you're, you know, tired of uh, working the business. But collective residual income. Yeah. Exactly. So with Legal Shield, they've been around for 45 years and, and counting. And I love it because. It's all about personal development. 
encouragement. You don't come in the same way you uh, came in at first. It's just at a phenomenal platform. And it is lots of support and I love it. So you don't have to get so many people to make X amount of money. But um, how do you feel about team building? And I think team building is very important, but I also believe that, you know, when you go looking into team building, you got to build the team right. And you got to get those people who um, really want to work a business. MLM is a business. It is not a get rich quick scheme overnight. Not with legal shield it isn't. It is you are working a business. And I looked at it when I came into Legal Show. I looked at it as my way out of the hospital for my residual income, you know, that I'm really giving a need that uh, selling a service that people need, not that people want. And I don't want to offend anybody else, but everybody deserves access to a uh, the legal system. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, you just, it just depends on how they brought you in and, and how you want to look at it. I look at it as I'm learning and growing, giving it five years, like any other business. This is another side hustle business that I have and I enjoy it. So through your work with Legal Shield, have you gained more knowledge on the law or has it changed your opinion on our legal system? It's changed my opinion. I haven't gained more knowledge as far as the law. So what we do is we provide uh, people like us, everyday people, the 80 percentile, with access to a law firm to be able to get that knowledge from an attorney that specializes in whatever area that you're needing um, help with. So my change, my view on changing as far as the legal system is that now we have access. So be proactive instead of reactive get the knowledge from an attorney that specializes in that area of law or have that backing in the palm of your hand on you. And I feel like that's empowerment. I just, cause it's so much that we see in social media, people complaining about this, but what if you had access to an attorney that could help answer your questions from the start? not, you know, later on, um, I just feel like, you know, education from an attorney that specializes in that area of law is more powerful than me asking one of my aunts or uncles who maybe had a similar but not the same experience. Right. See, the law is very um, detail oriented. It's very specific. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just lots of times that I've picked up the phone and I've been able to ask a question to an attorney and been able to like, okay, now I can make a decision about how I'm going to move forward. You know, knowing the law before I proceed is powerful to me. Having that knowledge, being educated before I make a decision. So how would someone go about um, contacting you to get involved with Legal Shield? Well, they can go to my website. Uh, my website is Deidre Kindred. That's D-E-I-D-R-A-K-I-N-D-R-A-D. At, um, I'm sorry, that's the web, that's my email. The website is D-E-I-D-R-A-K-I-N-D-R-E-D dot 
wearelegalshield.com. And it's a wonderful website because they have all sorts of videos about education, about personal and business plans. We have gun owners plans. We have commercial driver's license plans. I mean, it's just a plethora of avenues that one could go. And my whole thing about that is especially business owners, especially business owners. I feel like being able to pick up the phone and talk to an attorney about whatever it is that pertains to your business is phenomenal. I can't stress that enough. Um, being able to ask the questions about zoning or property issues or forming an LLC or do you hire 1099 versus W-2 employees? What's best for you and your business journey is an amazing platform, the, especially the business side of the legal shield. So I just want to fully say this today. Uh, Trap Life endorses uh, Deidre <laughs> A. Kindred as your legal shield representation and um, source and contact person. So oh, well, we will have you. all of that information provided in the links as well. But um, you you also um, introduced me to another organization called um, One Cup. Actually, One Million Cups. One Million yes, Cups, I'm sorry. Yes, one million yes. I'm very passionate about that organization too. So One Million Cups was founded by the Kauffman Foundation in 2012. And One Million Cups is based on the notion of helping entrepreneurs engage, connect, and educate one another in a supportive positive platform. So we have 190 plus communities all over the United States. They meet at 9 a.m. Wednesday mornings all over the United States. So I like to think of that as we're drinking one million cups of coffee with everyone who is in entrepreneurship. The audience consists of people from the SBDC, the SBA, other successful business owners, incubators, accelerators, uh, business coaches, people that really want to help you launch and um, educate about your business endeavors. So the platform is similar to Shark Tank, but we call ourselves the Dolphin Tank because we are much nicer and kinder. We're supportive. We're engaging. We want to connect you with those resources that are in your community. So it is well worth it to attend a One Million Cups. It's free every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. and probably in your local area. All you have to do is go to the number one million cups.com and look up that uh, organization and find out more about it. So if you have a business that's less than five years of age, you can go apply to present. You get six minutes to present and then you get 20 minutes of Q&A from the entrepreneur community. So it is a phenomenal platform to get those connections. As an entrepreneur, sometimes we feel like we're out here all alone and there's no help. You can find that help at One Million Cups. So, so what have you benefited from personally? What takeaways? Um, as far as One Million Cups, Legal Shield. Um, one Million Cups. One Million Cups. I have benefited personally from being able to build those relationships with people who are smarter than me. Being able to connect with people who 
have already started several businesses or they want to help other entrepreneurs or they want to maybe have a synergistic relationship with you somehow, building those relationships because it's all about who you know, like, and trust. I really, really believe that. So when you start attending an event and continuously, consistently, and persistently attending those events and really getting to know people, scheduling those sessions where you're sitting down and getting to know how did they start their business? What is their why? What are the strengths and struggles that they've endured and, you know, learning from their experience? That's what I've taken away from One Million Cups. Okay, so you have um, a lot of different projects going on right now, but yes. your mission is actually your core project at this time is your uh, nursing advocacy. Right. 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 And, you know, I have a lot of different projects going on, but they all connect. And I, right. I just think it's so important that if you do have a lot of things going on, because, you know, you're trying to balance, you know, things with what you have going on, everything connects. Uh, the nurse advocacy business is my baby. It is my purpose. It is my dream um, mission to do that, to educate people on in the healthcare realm, being able to have that voice for people who may not know what they need to say to their doctors or may be confused about their medications or maybe their doctors don't have the time to talk with them. My goal for that nurse advocacy business is to be that connector, knowing that the doctors have a nurse that is working for their patient to help keep them out of the hospital because we're educating them. The more education you have about how a disease process affects you, the better off you'll be, everybody, I believe. So how did you get into nursing? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I came from a home. I always start off by telling people entrepreneurship is in my DNA. So I came from a single parent home that my mom was an enforcer. Basically, she was go to school, get a go to college, get a great career, but also have your plan A, B and C. I never saw my mom do just one thing. She had her degree in marketing, but she also had other irons in the fire. So it was never a time that she didn't have her plan A, B or C. So with that being said, I watched her go to school and I wanted to get my CPA in accounting. So watching mom, you know, so I uh, graduated from high school, started going to college, um, going for my uh, CPA. And man, those classes were so boring for me. I was falling asleep in class. No offense to any CPAs, but I was just like, this is not for me. I like people. I like talking to people. So I started skipping class and playing around. And then I had my son. So then it was time for me to get serious. So went back to school and I was going to get my degree in kinesiology. So with that, um, working, raising my child, single parent at that time, uh, going to school for kinesiology. And on one occasion, someone that I encountered at a um, physical therapy rehab center, because we had to volunteer before we got accepted into uh, kinesiology school, 
he said, oh, your hands are so gentle, you ought to be a nurse. I'm like, I don't want to be no stinking nurse. I'm going to go to and get my degree in physical therapy. A few months later passed, someone, I was explaining something to someone, and he said, oh, you ought to be a nurse. You explained that so well. I don't want to be a nurse. I, I'm going to be a physical therapist. Final straw, because I do have my faith in God. I believe he sends us different signs and we have to have that discernment to stop and listen. I'm sitting at home. It's about 830 at night. I was working on a paper and I get a phone call from this gentleman at Texas Women's University out of the blue. And he said, I was wondering if you would change your major from kinesiology to nursing. All you have to do is write a 750 word essay and have it in my office in the morning. Okay, God, I get it. And you will have a scholarship to go to nursing school. Okay, got it. So I did that and got my scholarship to go to nursing school. And ever since then, so many opportunities and blessings have come my way. How did you decide um, which discipline of nursing to practice? Oh, great question, because I love that, because everyone thinks a nurse is a nurse is a nurse, and that's really, really not true. So my heart went toward oncology or cardiovascular. So I, oncology, I did a rotation or two in oncology, and I was just crying all the time. So I was like, okay, oncology is probably not for me. So I fell in love with the heart. I love the anatomy of the heart. I love how the heart works. I think the heart is the most important organ in the body. Maybe arguing with a couple of neurology nurses, but right. <laughs> um, I think that the heart is the bomb diggity. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just dated myself. <laughs> the bomb diggity split. <laughs> yes. So uh, got out of a, when I was going to nursing school at that time, the hospitals were courting us big time. They were coming and buying the whole um, nursing um, class lunch and saying why it was best to work for their hospital and giving sign-on bonuses. So the hospital I chose had a really, excuse my French, badass internship program. So I chose that hospital where I was getting even more education at the bedside in critical care. So went through that internship program and I ended up in um, CVICU. And there's the story of that. And I love the heart. So take us through a typical day of being a cardiovascular nurse. Oh my goodness. No, I have to dig way back because I haven't worked in the hospital in a little bit. But there is no typical day. Okay. Start there, right? <laughs> There's no typical day. You're getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You're reporting to the hospital about 6.30 for a briefing. You're getting a report on your patients, and you're starting your shift at 7 o'clock, and you never know what you're going to get, like Forrest Gump says. <laughs> so it could be a cold right there, a shift change. It could be something exciting with drips or... Um, and when I say drips, I mean medicines, uh, anotropes and different medicines that we use to keep the heart working. Um, I mean, it's just an exciting time. You just never know. I mean, there's no typical day. I'll put it that way. So what made you leave working in the hospitals? 
Oh, boy. Well, I always felt something deep in my soul that I needed to be doing more. And I may get shot by the hospital police, but I feel like some of the hospital systems treat the nurses as just another number. It's all about the bottom dollar. It's not about keeping the patients educated and happy or keeping the staff happy. It really starts with the staff. Uh, happy staff means happy patients. And I just felt like I was just a cog in a wheel, so to speak. I felt like God had a mission and a purpose for me bigger than being somebody's person that clocks in in the hospital to uh, be that person that can have the time to help someone understand their medical journey. And lots of times in the hospital, we didn't have time to do that. You have questions and we got to move on to the next person, next, 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 you know? So God pretty much kicked me out of the hospital, <laughs> so to speak. There were things that happened that were like unjust in my opinion, um, unfair in my opinion, and just not of a service to the majority. What do you think about um, healthcare reform and the term medical, the terms uh, medical apartheid or health disparity? Wow. All three of those are just different segments. <laughs> Uh, I'll start with the disparity. I believe that there are a lot of people that are don't have equal access to the hospital system, or if they do get in the hospital system, they're treated differently. They're not uh, the time to educate them on their level has not been taken, and that's a tremendous, tremendous detriment to us all. Um, Yes, that would be Absolutely. a whole yes. yes. <laughs> We're going to have to have you back just to do an episode on that. <laughs> it would be my pleasure. I might get shot by the hospital police. <laughs> no, we'll protect you. you okay. You don't have any problems. Okay. But great questions. And so what? what's something about um, nursing that would surprise a lot of people, like something that you're able to do um, that a lot of people just don't think about typically? Wow. You know, I think a lot of people think about it, but they just don't realize it. Um, nursing, a lot of people, I don't think maybe that they, they don't realize that the nurses have to know just as much knowledge as the doctors. The nurses are the doctor's hands, ears, and eyes when they can't be at the bedside. I think it's so important for a nurse to have, number one, competence, number two, compassion, and be able to have that keen sense of being able to work with the doctor and with the uh, uh, patient and the family members. I think People don't realize how hard nurses work, the long shifts, the tremendous amount of stress that the nurses have. 
on themselves, um, the unrecognition, the mistreatment by the hospital system. Yes, I think that's, you know, under um, rated with the knowledge the nurses have to have. I can because they can be attest to that. Mm-hmm. They have to be they they can be held liable. That's that's another reason that I did legal nurse consulting because I saw a lot of injustices in certain hospital systems, and nurses have to realize that they need to have that keen sense of awareness that you are an advocate for the patient, yours and yourselves. You have to stand for what's right. And then sometimes you get labeled if you don't stand for the norm that's in the ho- some of the hospital systems. I'll say that. So what do you think about the prospect of uh, a traveling nurse? You know what? I would have uh, loved to do travel nursing had I not gotten married to my second ex-husband. Okay. <laughs> I think... Um, Travel nursing is wonderful, but I also think that if you're going to do travel nursing, you need to be a really strong nurse, really strong nurse, because there's so many aspects to that travel nursing. Some companies um, pay travel nurses very well, and some companies are educating their travel nurses very well. So I, when I was looking for a travel nursing position, I'm not I'm not, so nobody call me. No, I don't want a travel nurse. <laughs> but uh, I think that uh, being keen to the culture of the company, um, what type of um, nurses are they looking for, how they're vetting the nurses, how they're training their nurses, how they're supporting their nurses. Um, I think travel nursing is a wonderful thing to be able to do if you get with the right company. Okay, so final question in regards to nursing, although I think it's a phenomenal and fantastic profession. What's some advice that you would give to uh, an aspiring nurse or someone interested in nursing? Uh, My number one thing would be, if you can, go straight for your RN. I know there's sometimes that I've met some... uh, people and they say, oh, I'm going to get my LVN first and then I'm going to go back to school. I just think if you can do it, just go all for it. Get your RN and if you want to go and move forward and get your master's or doctorate, go for it. But I just say that go in it for the right reasons and stand strong on what's right and what's not. Um, Be that advocate for your patients and yourself and each other. Because nursing is a doggy, doggy world sometimes. I just think sometimes other nurses, there was an article called Nursing Eating Their Young. And I think some nurses do that because first of all, those nurses that are eating their young have a low self-esteem. I'm just saying. Um, So you have to make someone else feel bad to lift yourself up. And I don't agree with that at all. So we're all in this together. cycle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's bad. Um, but I came from the hood, so it was like, okay, you don't want me to wake up Shaquiqua, Quanto, Quaniqua. Yeah, you don't want to see that side. I'm I here now. Just, just yes, be yes. happy so that I'm in a good mood and I'm yes. 
that I went to church on Sunday and you know exactly exactly that and I then, read my Bible this morning and everything yeah. else. Yes, and then when you wake her up, you're like, "Well, I didn't mean it that way." Well, you did it. You, well, you, started... you did. Yes, <laughs> you took it there. It didn't have to go there, but yes, it did not have to go there. So that respect for one another, because we're all here for the patient, or supposed to be here for the patient, and then treating patients with dignity and respect, they have the right to answer, ask questions about their care. Without coming across as disrespectful or yes yes I have so many many stories that could have gone so much better and there's so many dynamics that go into that too is education and unfortunately to say skin color and just different things that go into that dynamic is how you approach people so um, one of my final questions uh, for our time together today, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are thinking of starting a business and entrepreneurs who are thinking of leaving a business or an industry? Well, when you say leaving, are you talking about entrepreneurs leaving their job and going to starting a business? I don't um, advise them at all. <laughs> um, I say any entrepreneur that you know you're wanting to start a business or or you are thinking about starting a business, or you have started a business, give it your all, educate yourself, pour into yourself, know your comp competition. It's not, it's not, you know, anything bad about getting to know your competition in a friendly way and learning from people who have probably already traveled down your road or the road that you're wanting to go down. Education, education, educate yourself, anything that you can be involved in. Um, try to be there when you can. Sometimes you have to give up certain things in order to have something at the end of the road. I just say invest in yourself by any means necessary. So how do you continuously um, have a, a love for self-improvement and education and knowledge and all that good stuff? Well, first of all, I'm a nerd. <laughs> yes. I'm a nerd at heart. Uh, I love um, personal development and empowerment. I have uh, audible books. Lots of times I'm in the car and so in between clients or anything like that or in between networking, I'm listening to a lot of audible books. Um, anytime there's an educational uh, event going on by the SBDC or the SBA or any incubator or accelerator program that's in the area, I try to go attend those. Whatever it is that I think will be beneficial for my self-improvement, because once I work on me, I can help others. So it's a continuous journey for me. It's never ending. I've always loved learning. I can't help it. Um, it's always room for improvement. And when you think you know it all, you really don't. What books are you currently reading now or Audible? Uh, right Audible? now? Well, yeah, um, that's a great question. So I read, um, I'm rereading The Success Principles um, by Jack Canfield. Uh, okay. I just read um, Grant Cardone's 10X Rule again. Um, it's a great book. Yes, I love um, John Maxwell. Anything that he's written, I try to get a hold of. Yes. Mm -hmm. Jim Rowan, I love his books. 
um, Joel Osteen. I love his books. <laughs> so anything, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Um, I mean, the the, the hills. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So the list never stops. And um, I get accountability partners and we um, discuss the books together. The Go-Giver is a great series to read. It's um, a series. Yes, it's a series. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was just one book. Okay. Yeah, no, it's got four of them. Thank you for showing something, telling me about something new. Yeah. Always yeah. learning from you, Deidre. Always. My goodness. <laughs> Damon John's Rise and Grind, The Power of Broke. I mean, all yeah. the, you know, I, I love it. So, uh, the Damon John books are on my wish list. They've been on my wish list for a long time, though. So. Oh, do you have Audible? Yeah, I have Audible. Okay, well, I'll share one with you. Yeah, I'll share one with you as well. I have a pretty big collection myself. Well, it seems that we've lost Deidre to technical difficulties, um, but this has been our best take yet. But we do want to wish her and all of her endeavors um, tremendous success and serendipity and sustainability and massive profitability. Um, and we wish you, the listeners, peace, prosperity, and purpose in your journey. We're chasing 50 episodes. We're closing in. Awesome. Welcome to the Trep Life Podcast. We will dive into the immersive worlds of entrepreneurship, empowerment, and empathy with an emphasis of hip-hop culture. All of these concepts will be dissected and connected via a historic lens. Prepare for an engaging transformation. Just a friendly reminder, if you experience value and insight from Trap Life, support the movement by liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. You are instrumental in our impact and influence on the world. Here at Trap Life, we wish you peace and vision on your journey. Trap Life equations, E to the third, H squared equals Trap Life. Entrepreneurship plus empowerment plus empathy, history plus hip hop.